still on a high from our Nashville trip. We had so much fun. If you've been following us on Instagram, which you should at Basically Basic Podcast, we were in Nashville for almost a week Mm -hmm. and we got to interview some dear friends, some people we kind of know, and then some people we have never met before, uh, which happens to be the people we're going to talk about today. Yes, we are so excited, but before we tell you who they are, we just got back from our little Thanksgiving break. Yes. And instead of doing our Starbucks orders, which we normally ask each other, I want to know, Cami, what is your favorite dish? One, maybe if you make, yeah. and two, what you get to eat. I love that. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Well, first of all, I love Thanksgiving. I think any holiday where you just get to celebrate being thankful, I think is just, is the best. it centers your heart. It like, And it's all centers around family and food, which mm-hmm. is, what is better than that? Um, nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I have my dish that I make every year for Thanksgiving, and I typically make it for Christmas, too, is macaroni and cheese. I love it. I first of all, I love macaroni and yes, cheese. That's one of my sushi is my number one food, hence my dog's name. And then number two is probably macaroni and cheese. Yes. So we had macaroni and cheese at our wedding. If yes, you remember. I do remember that. We had a mac and cheese bar, but I've like perfected this. I found this Paula Dean crock pot recipe. Yes. And guys, Paula Dean, like she doesn't RIP. Yeah. I mean, I think she's still alive, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> Who knows where she is right now? Uh, she made some really rough mistakes, yeah, but she still has alive. good recipes, I'll be honest. So, found it like before her mistakes, pre like holiday issue days. Um, found this recipe, and since then, I've kind of added things to it. So, it's a crock pot mac and cheese. Because oh. crock pot cami, I like to crock keep it simple. Yes. It's so easy, it's so good. So, that is my dish that I make. But then my favorite dish to eat on Thanksgiving is my dad's stuffing. Oh, yeah. And it's, he Something makes the best so stuffing. Good. It's so good. And mm. also, we talked about this earlier, but, like, I love foods on Thanksgiving where you have no other time of the year. No. Like, when else do you have stuffing? When else do you have stuffing? Never. No. Maybe Christmas. But even yeah, then, maybe. like, Which, mostly Thanksgiving. Honestly, I find that so weird. Like, Thanksgiving is such a specific meal, and you never eat that food, like, otherwise. Otherwise, no. Which no I don't get it because it's so good. It's so good. I'm like, why don't we have Thanksgiving once a month? Yeah. Also, this year I was really upset because I didn't get any leftovers. I'm like literally uh, mourning it. Oh, yeah. Because everyone kind of took, we had 20 people at our Thanksgiving yes. and everyone kind of took their own thing, which was really rude. Oh. And then before I knew it, it was all gone. We had 20 people at our Thanksgiving. Really? Yes, because we did um, Tyler's family and my family combined. So, so we had one. my family, Stephen's family, and we did at Stephen's parents' house, and his two younger brothers are both engaged, and so they had both of their fiancés' families, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then my lot. friend Katie. So it was... Oh, fun. It was it's 20 people, yeah. 20 people, yeah. Okay, Mandy, so what fun. is your favorite... Well, what do you make for Thanksgiving? Okay. And what's your favorite thing to eat? So... This also, year, wait, so I, know, I don't know what it says about us that our favorite food is not what we made. Like, clearly we're not great cooks. I'm like, it actually says a lot about I'm me. like, mm, my favorite thing is something I didn't make because I'm <laughs> That's not That's all you good. need to know. So cool. So my favorite meal to eat on Thanksgiving, or my, my favorite dish, is green bean casserole. Mm. And normally my mom makes it, but this year she, she entrusted it to me. Oh, wow. So you did make it. So I got to make it. it How did you do? I did well. I didn't do great. I did well. But I that leaves room for improvement. You know what? We have a lot of Thanksgiving. But the thing go. is, is like, again, you will have once a year to practice. Yeah, exactly. Because the next time you make green bean casserole <laughs> will be next Thanksgiving. So, yes. Yeah, so it was it was good. We got some. I got some compliments on it. 
Um, but that's my favorite meal. Mainly when my mom makes it, but you know, I tried this year and it's it, so I didn't, good. I didn't fail. So that's there we a go. success. And then my very favorite thing to bring is the same thing I brought for your 30th. So good. And everyone listen up. It's a little dish that you get at Trader Joe's. And by dish, I mean drink. I was it's, say, a it's definitely yeah. a drink. <laughs> so it's their spiced apple cider. And I would get like two jugs of it. You combine the apple cider, you slice some oranges. Get is it, some, does it come in like a juice? It comes in like thing? a plastic jug. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, I usually get two for that. That can be like 10 to 15 people if they each have like one cup. And then you get cinnamon sticks, a couple oranges, slice the oranges fresh cranberries and you just throw them all in a big pot and number one it makes your house smell like fall. it smells so good as it like brews on the oven it's amazing on the and oven, then, <laughs> the on stove. The oven. <laughs> just put it in the oven and good luck with your house not burning down <laughs> please don't follow us or listen to us without Guys, us writing this out no, for you this is not a cooking show let me just practice we really should really do a cooking quick. show because it would be hilarious <laughs> so you put it on the stove not on the oven correction thank you cammy you're welcome you put it on top of the stove and you just let it simmer for a little bit and then you can make it as hot and just let it, it fester for a while just let it fester for a while and before you know it you have <laughs> spiced apple cider and it's wonderful so that's the one thing that i bring that people are like look forward to they really like it which that could be for christmas too oh yeah and my dad this is actually funny but my dad like has a little um, butler's pantry, and so he'll bring people to the side, and whoever wants whiskey added to their apple cider. Uh, whiskey. Holla holla! Yeah. <laughs> Sign so, me up for one of those. It's pretty. It's it's pretty fun. Oh, that's so fun! Yeah. Well, I love that we are posting. I guess posting, releasing. I don't know. Yeah. This episode after Thanksgiving because this episode is all about our relationship with someone or something that you deal with at least three times a day. Mm-hmm. You think about them a lot. You see them a lot. And that is our relationship with food. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like the holidays can be a really stressful time with our relationship with food because I feel like there's like one or two things. You can either go like total binge and like just eat whatever and like go cray and then be like, I'll just wait till January 1st. It's cool. Or you can do the opposite and like try to be really strict and just be so stressed out at every party, so stressed out around the holidays and like counting your calories and then thinking like, okay, I need to go do this workout because, because I ate I this, this much. Food, and I yeah. feel like either way, I think if we view food as a relationship, is it one that we can DTR this? Is mm-hmm. it a relationship that we want to be obsessed about? Like, And I think the holidays is a time where we can become obsessed with food. And that's, that's an idol. Like yeah. anything that's going to consume our mind that much is something where it's taking the place of God. And honestly, like... I've been thinking a lot about this and my relationship with food because of this podcast. Like, yeah. I loved all of our interviews in Nashville, but this one might be my favorite. It might be my favorite, too, because I feel like it was just really educational. So educational. And as you know from this intro, we don't know a lot about Clearly, food. we're not experts. <laughs> so I think it was really nice just to sit down with these ladies. Their names are Alex and Carol, and their company is Fuel Your Body, Feed Your Soul. And I even love that name. Like, I know. Food to Fuel Your Body and to and Feed, your, feed soul. your Soul. And yeah. they were like wisdom wells like I feel like sitting down with them my jaw was dropped like the whole time I I learned a ton and I honestly really want to follow up with them like Mm -hmm. because they as you'll see follow us actually you guys this whole week because we're going to be posting different like promos for them Mm -hmm. different ways you can connect with them and they do like I would say like nutritional coaching would you call that yeah And, and just kind of analyzing our relationship as believers with food and the way that God intended it to be. Right. And I love their plan because it's really simple. And they really, like, made me feel like, wow, like, this could be a simple thing where living a healthy lifestyle doesn't have to be this, like, 
fad diet situation because right. that's so stressful. Like, yeah. and I can't, honestly, for me, like, I can keep up. Like, one second, it's like, eat carbs, and it's like, don't eat carbs, uh-huh. don't eat any carbs, and it's like, eat, just eat fruits and vegetables. Well, now add fish. Like, I can't, yeah, I, don't know. I can't, I can't keep so up. Much. So and much. I love what they kind of just like instilled, reinstilled, is that at the end of the day, God made our bodies as our temples, and it's so cool that feel your body, feed your soul. Like it is like if we're supposed to feel our body and to feed our soul with like what we eat, like it's good to sit around the table and enjoy a meal together. Like that does feed your soul for like conversations and just like being with friends and family. But at the same time, like if we're just doing that and then worrying about how much, like how many calories we consumed, it's not worth it. Like that takes away Mm -hmm. from the joy of getting to like fuel our soul with our family and friends. Well, I think one thing I loved about all of our Nashville podcasts is we got to sit down with people that each had like an anointing and a passion that God's like entrusted them with a revelation to bring to the kingdom. So like mm-hmm. with Savannah last, last two weeks ago, I guess, like mm-hmm. she talked about vulnerability and I feel like she carries an anointing for that. Like yeah. when you talk to her, you want to be more vulnerable because you're like, wow, like you're she does vulnerability so well. It's so graceful that like yeah. it inspires me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Carol and Alex and even their story of how they met is totally God ordained. Like he put them together mm-hmm. for such a time as this to bring this revelation to to women and to to men as well that like our our bodies are a temple exactly what you're saying and mm-hmm. like when they talk about food it it brings that anointing and that revelation yes. where I was like wow like it's I've like never thought of it this way yeah, yeah. it's like so you can, passionate you can tell they're so passionate about it and so I'm just so happy that we got to like sit down with them and learn so many amazing things which you guys get to listen to but before we launch into their interview you guys need to check them out at fuelyourbodyfeedyoursoul.com and then you from there you can also find all of their handles um, and we'll attach them in our caption when we post this yeah so follow us this week for more ways that you can get connected with them because we know you're going to love this podcast so guys sit down grab a latte and we hope that you enjoy our conversation with carol and alex of fuel your body and feed your soul so guys, we are so honored to welcome our new friends, Carol and Alex from Fuel Your Body and Feed Your Soul. Guys, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. We're yeah, so thank excited you for having us. Here. Yay. So these women are incredible. They drove here to, or in Nashville right now. So yes. they drove from Birmingham to Nashville just to meet with us. And so we're really excited just to talk. And guys, we were getting Starbucks, obviously, before this. <laughs> Duh. Drinking from the Having it to know each other. Yeah, and yes. getting to know them. And, like, we were kind of freaking out because, like, they need to stop talking because everything they're saying we want you guys to hear. It was so good. Yeah. Like, Literally so everything. much wisdom. So we're just so excited. I feel like I already was taking mental notes, and I just wanted to, like, have them follow me around my kitchen for the yes. rest of my life. <laughs> no, seriously. And teach me all the things, right? So first question, not the most important question, but... Kind of a pretty important for kind this of. podcast. What are you drinking today from Starbucks? Alex, you can go first. Okay, so basically I'm drinking <laughs> yes, yes, basically. a latte in a green Christmas cup. Yes. yes. Guys, okay, Christmas side cups. note, have you addressed the fact that like all the Christmas cups are different this year? Not yes. all, but they have like five. Yes, remember we talked about it in last week's episode because the Starbucks oh. barista laughed at you. Yes, because I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Okay, so I've never seen the green. The green was new. The green is new. Alex had the green, so green cup for Alex, grande, regular latte. Mm-hmm. Keeping it basic. Mm-hmm. Carol, Carol, what about you? I'm keeping it basic too. Um, <laughs> a grande latte. Um, and I learned what a Christmas cup is yes. today. So super excited about that. I seem to have the most common one. Yeah. Well, I like, love it. Guys, we gave Carol a basic lesson today. I did. did. Literally. Like, we lesson. just were like, hey, because she was so sweet. She was like, okay, I kind of get the basic concept. But like what? 
exactly is it. And so we just gave her like the key points of what it means to be basic. Yeah, and every girl and guy, we talk about this all the time, or animal, (laughs) or my dog, she definitely (laughs) is basic. Every person has a little bit of basic in them, I think. Oh yeah, and it's just a matter of bringing it out. Well, I loved it because Carol was like discovering it as we're talking. Yeah, it was great. So I am basic. (laughs) I'm really basic. Oh yeah, girl, you're you're basic. You basic. All right, let's get to the heart. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, we're so excited to have these women on. So our first question is, what made you guys want to start Fuel Your Body, Feed Your Soul? So um, I've been in this industry for decades, and I have always wanted to coach women with nutrition. Um, In my corporate life, obviously, I have some restrictions and boundaries Mm -hmm. about how I talk about food and really not being true to my truth and God's truth. And so I started to do on the side a Facebook group where I really started connecting food to God um, once my husband moved us to the Bible Belt from Seattle and had obviously a better audience Mm -hmm. for that, um, people that wouldn't be knocking down my door. (laughs) And um, it started out, I think it was called This Is Not a Diet. And I just was really in prayer with God, like, you know, if if this is going to be for you, then what should this be? And um, I've always thought about food as fuel, and food, the fuel that we do to nourish ourselves and the food that we eat to enjoy. Mm. And, um, you know, through a lot of prayer and work, it just sort of came about fuel your body, but feed your soul that deeper connection to God. That's so good. And that filling so that good. want yeah. rather than with food, but yeah. with Christ. And um, it came out of that. And then God um, didn't know what to do with it, had it. <laughs> God gave you the vision. Yes. And he, and as he, he brought you a champion. Yeah. Yes. Had it. And then um, he allowed Alex um, to cross my path. And that's when it really, it truly transformed from something that I just felt and was sort of dabbling in mm-hmm. to something that. Which I love. God is so kind because he gives us. I feel like when he gives us a dream, he always like equips us of how to do it. Absolutely. And it always looks like bringing other people along. And I feel like that's confirmation because it's like, okay, I have this idea. Cool, God, thanks for this dream. How in the world are we going right, to make this happen? happen yeah. Right. Equipped mm-hmm. with the knowledge of how to coach women and people back to health and nourishment, but completely unequipped of how to get the yeah. information that I had. I feel like, Alex, I feel like you're her megaphone. Like, it's like you yeah, had the voice for I it, but like it. you needed someone to to really bring it out into the world. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, even just from talking with you for a little bit, I feel like that's a huge gift Absolutely. that you carry. Yeah, so I, you know, with my marketing background, I bring a lot of the technology to the table that Carol but doesn't. S- but so much nur- so much nutrition and, genius. And, and the nutrition coach. Yeah. And I actually met Carol at a really pivotal time mm-hmm. in my journey with nutrition, um, coming out of years of doing lifestyle diets. I got into a point where I realized that this isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, I'm not any healthier mm-hmm. than I was before I'd ever even thought about doing a diet. Mm-hmm. But then mentally and emotionally, they just weren't serving me. And so I got to a point right when I met Carol where, you know, I realized something had to change. Mm-hmm. And meeting her, talking with her, learning about her, you know, philosophy behind food really taught me a lot. And so it was just that perfect time mm-hmm. when, you know, our paths crossed and I could bring the technology, you know, get the website going, help her with the Instagram, mm-hmm. photography, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. really we complement each other perfectly. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. When I first met you guys, I loved how you were like, I'm, she's a little bit introverted. I'm the extrovert. Like it's, it kind of feels like a marriage to me because it's like <laughs> opposites attract, but in the best mm-hmm. way. And I just love your dynamic together. So mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. Like 
what you guys both bring to the table. You bring up a really basic movie reference. Like, you know, you complete You complete yes, yes, yes. You know, See, you, Carol, you are basic. You know all the basic lines. You know, you don't ever doubt your basic. It's in there for sure. That's so good. Well, and the fact that you guys both had this passion and then different ways that you were able to express it mm-hmm. and then coming together. Yeah. And Who else through God could oh. actually, in my life, bring a young woman who's completely inverse with the world of technology mm-hmm. but then also as a nutrition coach i mean yeah where does that where else does that happen besides, where else does that happen yeah. but through god only the lord I okay question two we wanted to ask you guys what do you think is wrong with the diet and food culture industry and i feel like wrong maybe makes it sound negative but like how what's been your revelation i feel like god's given you guys a revelation mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. food and our relationship with food and i just want you guys to to share that with us so I'll start very broad stroke um, with how I view diet culture and diet mentality. I 100% from my personal experience and seven, almost eight years now coaching clients in nutrition, I believe that you know diets are absolutely a tool of the enemy to steal glory from God and to, to take his children from him. So that's a very broad stroke overview and we can dive into the details. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had posted the other day on our Instagram account about I want he fills. And, you know, when I was coming to my faith in Christ, um, I realized that we were built as empty vessels Mm -hmm. and God designed us that way specifically to fill ourselves with him and worship and praise of him. And then when he realized that we were so lost and unable to do that, he decided to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. Right. But yet we're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But what happens is, is you have, you know, we think that if I'm not doing bad things, right, like stealing, lying, cheating. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing bad things, then I'm living and I'm walking in my Christian life. But actually we tend to stuff down the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. with good wants. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. And so we could be filling ourselves with those wants by living a very rigid, perfect diet, lifestyle, diet life. And it's control. So right. Yeah. Because we, we think that we're in control mm-hmm. and we can choose a diet or a healthy lifestyle to identify with. Yeah. And to make ourselves feel better about mm-hmm. ourselves. But actually what we're doing is we're filling that deep-seated want with something of man and something of culture. Right. And ultimately, if we can disconnect from that and reconnect with the way that God, God provided food to nourish us. Mm-hmm. He did not provide food for us to obsess about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's getting kind of peeling back mm-hmm. that, um, that connection and attachment to the mechanisms and control of this world and going back to understanding that food was designed to serve us, wow. but not to fill us. Wow. When you say lifestyle dieting, can you kind of, I, I never heard that term until mm-hmm. today. Can you kind of like just share with our listeners like what that means? Yeah. So lifestyle dieting. So there, there are two big categories of diets, at least the way that we see it. The first um, are kind of the old school, the traditional that control calories, quantity of food that you take in. Um, diets have evolved over the years and grown into what we call lifestyle diets. And that's, you know, your, your paleo, your vegan, your, your keto, things that they, they claim, you know, you're not dieting. We're not controlling your calories. This is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's where that, which term. is so funny. Cause it's like, can you, can a lifestyle be to not eat carbs for the rest of your yeah. life? Well, that's not always what I, that's what I always ask everybody. And when someone tells me, because now no one ever says that they're dieting. 
You never oh, hear that anymore. Yeah. Women my age, we all tell you, oh, I can't eat that right now. I'm dieting. Yeah. You ask people Alex's age, they never tell you they're on a diet. They tell you they're vegan. They tell you they're keto. Wow. They tell you they're gluten-free. That's true, which this is something that we kind of talked about when we were having coffee earlier, but... You said this, Carol, and it like really resonated with me because I never, I, I know people like this and I'm sure I've done it at some point in my life, but I've never thought about how like as our generation, like Cami and I's generation, we really do say, we claim like what we're doing over ourselves. So like I am vegan, I am gluten-free. Like it's an identity. Like it's an identity. Yeah. And you kind of brought that to the table and I just thought that was such, that was a revelation for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, we do do that. Like I didn't even, I hadn't even thought about yeah, it that way. You, because you're so indoctrinated into diet thinking mm-hmm. that you don't even realize that you've act they've claimed your identity now that's mm-hmm. you know no one ever introduced themselves as i'm weight watchers yeah. <laughs> hi i'm jenny greg yeah maybe yeah. one person like, yeah 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 maybe maybe jenny but that's fine yeah. the lord made you that yeah, yeah. yeah. Your name's jenny craig yeah. own it yeah otherwise no <laughs> So, you know, it's just that matter of how subversive is that, that they're claiming our identity now. And, you know, I'm watching these young women, you know, my nieces, um, my goddaughter that are so um, captured by their identity through food that it's actually now causing self-harm. Oh, totally. You know, that, and again, where is food taking place? Suddenly food is their every thought. I mean, I know when I talk to Alex about her history with lifestyle diets, you absolutely, food controls your day. Mm-hmm. You're counting, you're measuring, you're avoiding, you're restricting, you're thinking about, you're trying not to think about, you're doing all of these things with food. It because like your compass almost. That's your focus mm-hmm. in life. But you think it's a good thing, right? Because okay. keto is healthy, right? I'm, they claim it is. Yes, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get healthier. And so that's the, and I mean, we don't really pull any punches. Um, we firmly believe that the diet culture and the food industry are lying. Right. They're aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The more that you believe the failure is yours mm-hmm. and not theirs, mm-hmm. you weren't strong enough to see it through. Mm-hmm. Then you I'm keep, not enough. Yes, you keep repeating. The more that they create imbalance in your body so it becomes more and more difficult to keep the weight off, the more you have to repeat their diet. They're creating a culture of repeat customers. Mm. And lifestyle diet people are just serial monogamous, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, right? A, it's a dangerous game, too. And to bring it back to, you know, being a, a tool of the enemy to pull his children from, from God, you know, whenever you identify with something, you, in, in turn, you worship it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you said, it becomes your compass mm-hmm. and it becomes the thing that guides the direction of your life. We are children of God. That mm-hmm. should guide mm-hmm. the direction of our life, not, mm-hmm. you know, foods and identifying with, with diets. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, diets, I always, diets always tell people, oh, if you find yourself hangry, right, that's mm-hmm. a big word, mm-hmm. then go out and take a walk, go exercise. Mm-hmm. Or if you've eaten a piece of cake, just go do 30 minutes on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I always look at my clients and I'm like, if you have a deep want and it's not hunger, you can't answer the question with, I would eat an apple. Because mm-hmm. if you would eat an apple, you're, you're genuinely hungry. hungry. Yeah. But if you wouldn't eat an apple, right, then you're That's not. That's interesting, yeah. So to me, it's always like, why aren't you filling that want with God? Mm-hmm. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you're really feeling like you need something, mm-hmm. what if that's just the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart? Wow. What if actually what you need is to go and sit and open your Bible? 
Yeah. And not chips and queso. Exactly. And not chips and queso. <laughs> well, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that hunger is an invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation. And that's when figure out what are you actually hungry for mm-hmm. and like learning to listen to your body. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the weeks in our program is we actually have an entire, I think, two-week habit dedicated to am I hungry. Am I hungry. Mm-hmm. To really, wow, to I love that. really mm-hmm. unpacking, you know, am I hungry? And what are the steps and the thought process that I have to go into? Because the diet culture and food industry, which we unpack in quarter one, we really address this is what they've done to own your palate, to own your hunger, mm-hmm. to own your cravings. This is what they've done. We unpack that earlier, but then in am I hungry when we're wrapping it up, I think it's in quarter, quarter four, four. Mm-hmm. we really talk about okay, now you're in touch enough with your own body. Let's figure out what that want truly is. Wow. That's so good. And then you can make a decision based on what your body is telling you it needs rather than what your situation or your emotions That is are so good. That's so I good. was telling Carol and Alex earlier, like I had tried you for a little bit. And first of all, I was so frustrated because my husband is a power lifter. He like that's, that's his outlet. I mean, he's in the hospital all day, mm-hmm. and so he knows he needs to go and work out. And so for him, like – Nutrition and fitness is just, it's natural. He's an athlete. Mm-hmm. It's just easy for him. For me, it's kind it's, of how he like decompresses. Yeah, right? it's, his, yeah. it's a natural like bent for him and he loves it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been, I'm not athletic. Like I've always kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable in the gym. I've always kind of struggled with my weight. It's been a thing that's fluctuated. And so I'll try something and if I don't see results quickly, I get really frustrated, right? So we decided to do keto together and I was so annoyed because literally within, you know, two weeks, he's everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, people are like, Steven, you look great. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, he's like, bar- I'm like being so strict, you know. Finally, one day, like, we came home, and our next door neighbor is also one of our best friends. And he and his girlfriend, were, it was my best friend, Samo, were sitting on the front porch, and they're like, Steven, you look awesome. Like, say nothing to me. And I go, no. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I cannot hear this right now. Like, just laid into them. I was like, no more compliments for Steven. Like, we're done. But then I'm really hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm so tired of eating almonds and cheese and meat. Packing little meat rolls are gross. Like, it's disgusting. I'm like, I'm done with this. But then, so then, of course, after two weeks, I give up, right? And then what do I do? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go eat a bunch of carbs that day. Because I'm like, hungry. stop. I'm hungry. Or, same thing, on keto, I feel like, and maybe no one else says this, but I'm guessing I'm not alone. If you have a carb, like, on accident, or you know, like, it's over the limit for that day, in my mind, it was like that you day failed. was a wash. Yeah. Right? So it's like, well, I've already, I'm already out of ketosis or whatever. But so did like, you ever think to yourself that keto failed you? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like, I always, like, it's yeah. me. I failed. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big, wow. yeah, it's that a big thing. That is diet culture. That's, but diet, that's, 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 the, that's what we unpack. You know, what, yeah. the, what the thing is, is that the very easy thing, if I, honestly, what's the diet culture worth now? 80 billion? 80, 80 billion. Oh. 80 billion dollars. So if I wanted to make do with that an thing. incredible sum of money, right? Yeah. All I would need to do with what I've learned in the course of my life is create a diet. Um, tell people 21 days to a new you. Yeah. Give you a meal plan. Give you a list of allowed foods and not allowed foods. Give you some parameters and say, go and do this. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you would go and do this and you would lose all the weight. You would lose it rapidly. But again, if we look at the way that we were designed... God calls us to a narrow path, a disciplined path, a moderate path, not an easy path. In fact, he promises us trials throughout yeah. our life. How does, how does the enemy work? The enemy provide, promises ease, comfort, mm, quickness. Dang. I got chills. And, yeah, so, I dropped Carol over yeah. here. <laughs> That's your new so, nickname. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, is that we have to first, I, I can't, 
I can give you a fish. Here's a meal plan. Mm-hmm. But I've taught you nothing. Yeah. So when the meal plan ends, what do you do? But here's the subversive thing. You have never once told me that you ate carbs that day because your body was designed to eat a carb. To eat a mm-hmm. carb. And you were denying it falsely. Yeah. You told me I couldn't do it anymore. So willpower, which is what keto relies on, always leads one way. Guilt and totally. shame. Mm-hmm. It does. But when we live a life of discipline, moderation, and we start to learn and we start to fall back and lean on God, mm-hmm. then we start to realize I'm not perfect. I can show myself grace in this. Mm-hmm. Today was not a wash. Today I learned something. Wow. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love that. Oh my gosh. So after we've been kind of talking about, I guess, the negatives of like the dieting industry mm-hmm. and just the dieting lifestyles that are out there right now, what makes the your organization and blog different? So the diet culture focuses on modifying your behaviors for X amount of days. And we completely scratched that. You know, Chris Ballatin just did a blog post. It was wonderful about transformation modification of behaviors does not lead to transformation. Only renewing of the mind can do that. Wow. And so that is how we're different. Um, so we're, you know, we have a year long program that focuses primarily on renewing your mind, your mindset towards food, um, how you think about eating. And then we move into, you know, more details about what should actually be on the plate. But first we talk about the attitude you bring to the table. Mm. And that I think is the biggest thing that, that sets us apart. And how we actually achieve that transformation is through habit, habit changing. And mm-hmm. so we have 24, you know, transformation habits that are the backbone of our, our program. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because even though it's a year, I think that's so wise because if that's not, a year is a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not a quick fix. But you know, when I was coming to faith, I, a pastor that spoke to me had said to me, I want you to read the Bible in a year. The discipline mm-hmm. of that. The discipline of yeah. reading a Bible. Showing up every day. In a year. And doing a little bit at a time. Because if you look at a non-believer, right, and you hand me the New Testament, I mean, I'm three names in, and I'm like, I'm not reading this today. Yeah. It's like, I can't say any of this. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> One of these people. Yeah. yeah. But then when you, you know, a Bible reading plan, right, is a beautiful thing over the course of a year. So... We, a year was very specific to us. It was one because every single habit requires minimum two weeks, Mm -hmm. two weeks to really feel some ownership and accountability over that Mm -hmm. habit. But then more importantly, your life is in the scope of a year. You're going to have anniversaries, birthdays, vacations, holidays. Mm -hmm. When you give someone something shorter than a year, they're going to wedge it in. In a place that fits, but it's not their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just a diet. And we want to walk alongside of you for the course of an entire year so that through every season of your life, you are still dealing with what is my relationship with food? What is this causing me to forget or to do? And the best part, I mean, for me to go to this online platform Mm -hmm. was brilliant because I was suddenly like, we're... We're on demand at your schedule. Mm-hmm. If you get to a habit, let's say that you're really struggling with, like you just can't be consistent with mm-hmm. it. You hit pause. Alex and I don't go anywhere. Next week's video, mm-hmm. next week's page in the textbook, it's there waiting for you. In fact, Alex's favorite saying in the program is slow your roll. Slow your roll. Oh, yeah. Because this isn't about fast, this is about sustainable for the rest of your life. What if you woke up 
10 years from now and you've been within two to three pounds of where your body is healthy mm. and you don't think about food effortlessly effortlessly mm -hmm. but so you can't do that overnight and mm -hmm. you know you have to be willing to put in the effort mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and mm -hmm. you know over the course of the year you you learn so much um, an analogy we like to, to use is losing weight with a diet is like bowling with the bumpers up. Mm -hmm. All right, so it, it's pretty easy to roll a strike when you have the bumpers up. Really We're taking the that. bumpers down. Yeah, you're you're gonna have some some gutter balls mm -hmm. at first, mm -hmm. but that's because you don't know how to bowl. But wow. we teach you how to bowl. We teach you how to, to roll the ball to hit mm -hmm. the strike, and it's gonna take time. You're gonna fail, fall on your face a few times, but mm. but you're long. Yeah, but that's the beauty of life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like true. I mean, when you raise children. I always say to my kids, it's something that's of true value to you and of importance you will prioritize and you will be willing to fail spectacularly in the mm -hmm. pursuit of it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's because truly important, it. yeah. right? So we were designed by God. He gave us these bodies as a temple. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a temporary home, but he also calls us to be good stewards of it. Mm -hmm. And so it, if you're truly invested in treating your body well, so that you can live the life that God intended for you, so that you can have the energy to fulfill your purpose and to pursue your gifts. Isn't that worth? Wow. Absolutely. The effort and to I, do it. I love you guys talking about food as a relationship because mm -hmm. I think like a couple years ago the Lord gave me this revelation of like defining the relationship, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like, and define being clear with DTR. Where are, DTR with everything. But I think it's important for us to DTR with food. Mm -hmm. What is our relationship with food? Is mm -hmm. it a toxic relationship? Is it is. It a mm -hmm. shameful relationship? Is it one that we binge on? Yeah. Is like, it, yeah. what is that relationship? And like, because think about I me, mean, we're, I'm just getting a deeper revelation as y'all are talking, but it's like three times a day minimum. I'm relating with such food. a God thing. Mm -hmm. That is totally, Alex says that really? all the time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, that's what I love about sitting mm -hmm. with people that have the Holy Spirit is it's mm -hmm. like, your revelation that God's given you, it's contagious and it overflows. So like mm -hmm. I'm getting that download just from being in y'all's presence. And I think that's what, like, I'm realizing now it's like, yeah, three times a day I'm having a conversation with food. With food and yeah. what is that conversation going to look like? And who's control of that conversation? Is mm -hmm. food, is food the one that's in control of that conversation? Or am I in control of that conversation? Or is the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, who's really, and, and that's where that we want to connect you back to. Cause yeah. ultimately the Lord is control in control of that yeah, relationship. Absolutely. We need to give it up to him because we are in a toxic relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and we talk about that throughout the program. Yeah. You know, I think on the basic bare bones of it is day one, mm -hmm. we have a video with habits or um, a mindset mm -hmm. shift when it's a week where we don't have a habit. Day two is a cooking lesson. And then day three is you with your textbook where you can do a deeper dive into the nutrition science to really understand how food works in your body. Yeah. We do that to provide you some armor. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. You could be six months into this and feeling that you now have a good relationship with food and then you see a friend who's 30 pounds smaller than mm -hmm. the last time you saw her and she tells you what she did and all of a sudden it's like... Wow. Boom. And then it's the comparison game at that point. It's yeah. right back. It's yeah. right, it's yeah. right back. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. Well, we, well, we'll wrap up at the end a little bit, but we really did want to touch on, Carol, we found out, I think, through the, on the website. Yeah, through the yeah. website, that you were baptized at 43. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, which, side note, guys, both these women are just so beautiful inside mm -hmm. and out, and just like wealth of knowledge, as you can already tell. But, um, you know, we both came to faith earlier, and I just, mm -hmm. we were so curious, like, what was, what's that like? You know, you already had kids at this point, you already yeah. had your own patterns of life. And so, mm -hmm. 
I feel like to be able to make such a big, I mean, the biggest life transformation, you were dead and now you're alive in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Decision <laughs> at 43. Like, what? Tell us about that. What was that So like? I was raised Jewish. Um, wow. And I think um, I would say now from this perspective of it that um, Jesus was continuously on my doorstep, wow. just pursuing me. And at certain times in my life, I was curious and kind of pushed in, leaned in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately... Um, I had a lot of struggle with the fact I'm very close to my dad. Um, my dad um, was born a Jew and was going to die a Jew. You mm-hmm. know, he was 92 when he passed. He lived through the Holocaust, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. So wow, um, never, ever a fear that my father would disown me or, you know, based on my decisions. But being the idea that I could be separated from the people I loved most mm-hmm. for eternity um, was, it was just, it was a wall. And when I moved out to Seattle, my husband said, my husband and I got married and he said, I'm going to raise the kids in church. And I was like, that's fine. And I said, I'll go with you. And I went and I was always challenging the pastor um, (laughs) because that's what Jews do. um, (laughs) You're a fireball and I love it. We like to question it. And he said to me um, one day, he said, Carol, I know exactly where you are. Jesus is on every page of the Old Testament. I want you to read the Bible through in a year find Jesus on every page in the Old Testament. Wow. And I did. And I realized um, at some point it was not, <clears throat> I was waiting for an epiphany. Or <laughs> like some light to shine on me. Yeah. 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 The lightning to, to strike down. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the like letters in the sky, yeah. Yeah. the clouds or something. It wasn't happening. And what I realized is that, um, you know, um, God is never going to barge his way into my life. Mm. I have to invite him in. And it's not my responsibility about other people's journey or path mm-hmm. or destination. It's just my journey to be a light for God and lead others to it. Yeah. And perhaps part of my journey was in my dad's later years for him to just see the transformation in my heart and life. And I don't know what his journey is. Yeah. I don't know in his last breath what he believes mm-hmm. or what he didn't believe. That's Absolutely. between he and God. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, I found Jesus on every page. It was just undeniable. He was, you know, standing on my doorstep the whole time. Aww. and. Instead of shutting the door and saying not today, mm-hmm. I always say the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like he's not—he does want that invitation. He's not mm-hmm. gonna, like, yeah. I mean, sometimes I guess he kind of does push through, but for most of us, he's just there—that gentle voice that's like, yeah. "I want a relationship with you." I yeah, want absolutely. You. And yeah. you have to—I mean, for me, I'm a person. The few minutes that you guys have known me, I'm all in, right? Yeah, I, that's my nature. I'm all in, and for me. It was just that moment where I realized I was all in. Yeah. That's so yeah, good. That is so good. Well, guys, this has been, like, I've learned so much. And I would love to just close with any last, I don't know, any last remarks or, or ways that you would want our listeners to know any, like, bits of wisdom when it comes to their relationship with food and their body and God. I don't know, maybe that's a, a well that you could draw from, but any last thing that you would like to say? Um, I would say that, you know, Pastor Bill Johnson said in a sermon once, there's no greater privilege than to be exactly who God designed you to be. And I would just say to, you know, keep that in your back pocket mm-hmm. at all times. And mm-hmm. when you start to like get on social media and, and see these perfect images that you start to pursue, stop and ask yourself, you know, am I being true to who God created me to be? Mm-hmm. Because I don't need to look outside of myself to find that person. Mm-hmm. So good. That is so yeah. good. So what is like kind of a tangible tool that our listeners can go and we will 
put everything. We'll put their website. We'll put like the fuel your body feed your. Wow, did I say the opposite? No, you said right. I said it right. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If it was like fuel your mind. Feed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are feeding your mind yeah, with nutrition true. too. Yeah. I have a new name for you guys. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> rebranding. <laughs> thing that we can have our listeners come and take I know you guys have like several programs out right now but like what's the newest thing that's going to be out for everyone to grab um, so we are doing a holiday kind of like kickstart your transformation where we're using or capitalizing on the holiday season to start to let go of the diet mentality. And so we've set up a five-day mini course. It's all free. Mm-hmm. And then a Facebook support group that'll take you through the end of the year. So I would say that would be an excellent opportunity. We'll give you links to that. I love that so much because I think, I don't know if you guys, for me, it's like sometimes the holidays you kind of feel like you're just like, whatever, I'll just wait till January 1st, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this is just whatever, like, or even you're really strict on certain days and then it's like Mm -hmm. a party or a holiday. Mm -hmm. But I think that's probably the best time to start that relationship transformation Mm -hmm. because it's like, let's just go through the deep waters. I'm like a, let's just tackle the hard thing first type Mm -hmm. of girl. And I think I love that you guys are making it to where it's a group and it's a support situation. You're in a community. It's not, you're not supposed to just Mm -hmm. battle this alone. You know, we have each other for a reason. And we want you to take the holidays back. A lot of, a lot of times, you know, you go into a celebration or a dinner focused on the food, whether it's you're afraid of it or that's all you want. Right. And you know, the fellowship and and the community is why the holidays exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've heard this before, but you, that when Cammie, when you were mentioning like starting in the new year, like my new year's resolution is to, is to do this diet or whatever. I've heard before, and I loved it, is that there's no, there's nothing magical about January 1st. Well, what it it's is. It's another is, day. It's just diet culture thinking. Yeah, We all true. think in terms of, well, I'll start here. Start Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll start, right? We always tell everyone, if you're still thinking Monday, you're a Monday person or you're a Saturday person. Mm-hmm. That's where diets ask you to live, between the wow. two extremes. And, you know, again, being centered and disciplined and walking a narrow path, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But doing it, it's, it's rewarding right? There's Mm -hmm. true value in Mm -hmm. it. And so it's a matter of not looking at a singular date because you're not a singular date. This is your life. This is your body. And at Mm -hmm. the beginning you opened with, which we say all the time, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, Mm -hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made, getting reconnected to that. What if you could wake up in the morning and not hate the way that you look, no matter what you look like, Mm -hmm. not feel ashamed or lost because Mm -hmm. of what you chose to eat, Mm -hmm. but you realized that I am made beautiful because I'm made in Christ's image. Just right. so good. And, so good. You know, and walk your life in that space. Yeah, that's and awesome. And so, you know, it's just a matter of that incomplete and total transformation, right? Disconnecting from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I always tell my kids, you have to be in this world. It's your choice to be of it. Yeah. Wow. What? You know what? We're just going to mic drop and end on that note. <laughs> that was incredible. And Alex and Carol, it was so wonderful to have you guys on. I know that I have gained a lot of knowledge. So much knowledge. Like, and, so much knowledge. And just like, I don't know, a revelation, I guess is the word I keep saying. It's just this idea that we can think about it differently. And mm-hmm. you're bringing back the beauty to the dinner table, the grace to it, that it's mm-hmm. an important, beautiful place where we have fellowship as a family. Mm-hmm. And it's not a place of shame. Mm-hmm. And you're providing us tools that we can rethink that relationship and not just a quick fix but even recipes and like knowledge and bible not I mean just like all of it together mm-hmm. and I would love Carol the last thing I'd love for you to say is you said something earlier when we were at getting coffee about Jesus's last thing that he did mm-hmm. and yeah. I just thought I would was, love to end with that because I just think that that 
gave me a deep revelation about God's relationship with Mm -hmm. the table. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's woven through the program, we have a small group study called Gather at the Common Table, is that in those final moments of his life, Jesus didn't choose to go up to the mount and give a sermon to thousands. He chose to have a quiet meal with his family Mm. and to break bread with them. Um, so and it wasn't gluten free. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was real bread, guys. And, bread. and um, you know, but I always think about that. I think about in the final moments of his life, in you know, as a man, what did God choose to do? To do, wow. That's so so how important is that for us? Mm-hmm. That's so good. And Cami said this. He's not. He didn't say he was the kale smoothie of life. He was <laughs> not the green smoothie of life. He was the, the bread, bread of life. And so I know, guys, some people really do have celiac disease. So for real, I'm so sorry. If you, like, actually can't eat bread, we are not shaming you. No, we are not. We are supporting whatever you feel called to do. I'm just saying I feel called to rethink my relationship with food and dieting from this conversation. And so hopefully some of you were touched and blessed by this, too. And honestly, again, our podcast is just to basically bring God glory in the basic things. And I think what's more basic than eating? Because we do that every day. And we're the ones that make it complicated. And I think... You guys have really helped us just remember that we can bring food back to the basics and the way that God designed for us to use it mm-hmm. as a tool for our bodies. So guys, I hope that you love Carol and Alex as much as we do. We're going to give all the notes of all the things so you can follow them and just continue to gain knowledge. Um, but yeah, guys, we were super blessed. We love you. And um, I'm Cammy. And I'm Amanda. We're Basically Basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic. Yay, guys, that was so good. That's good. That's good. I how much how much time is that?